Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. Well, hey there from your local lunch goblin out there stealing way too much free food. Stace Babcock. I mean, Alex, the office scavenger is like a short story I would watch. It entertained <laughs> HR. Yeah. <laughs> and Samson Davis. I could see that being like a fun little short form like animation, like nice office. And then there's just like this little goblin who like <laughs> scuttles around stealing like free food. Wasn't that like a Rick and Morty short when they were doing the TV thing? And that guy was just walking around the office stealing things. Yeah. And like it ended with him <laughs> knocking a guy out and stealing him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what's up? Oh, you want me to talk about some dice and yeah? Sorry about that awkward silence. <laughs> I totally forgot about this excellent deal you can have, listener, by going to Die Hard Dice and using our Dicephilia code Explorers Wanted. And I believe this will come out after May. So sorry, it's back to ten percent. But hey, that's still money that you don't pay. So. <laughs> The awkward silence, by the way, was not me touching my dice. That was me zoning out because Thursdays are hard. Yeah. But anyway, Die Hard Dice. Use our Dice Field Code Explorers. Why don't you get 10% off your order? Buy some dice from Die Hard Dice. Use our code for checkout. And in the little comment section, mention that you listen to us. They read those. They're humans there. And they love seeing it. Sometimes they share those notes with us. So we would love to see them. <laughs> Feed our ego. Yeah, exactly. We have so little. We need this. <laughs> so who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on Samson. Oh, shit. Last time on Explorers Wanted, we met up with... Well, we talked to fucking uh, Race, because Race came back with the auditor, Harriton. So we talked to him, kind of asked him what he was up to nowadays. Just got out of the pod about a week ago. Gave him a little lowdown that, oh yeah, Vlad died. Seemed fine. We did learn, and this is more important than whatever Race is feeling... The jade egg in the pod was unaccounted for. So that's... Oh, yeah. Probably bad. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Race went off to, I don't know, deal with something. <laughs> Dilly and Cha-Cha... You guys are so mean to Race. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I am. I yeah. mean, he did... Didn't he hurt a grenade at us? So I feel like fair's fair. I'm very into revenge, listeners. Like, that's one of my favorite genres of manhwa. Revenge. Because I want the world to be fair. To be fair, to use your word, he did hurt a grenade, but it would have gone after the other creatures, except Nyx blocked it. And so it landed amongst you guys. But we were in the middle of peace negotiations. Yeah. Like, that is a legit issue. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that he didn't actually throw a grenade at you. <laughs> it was like that moment in Detroit Become Human. I don't know. I actually didn't watch the full playthrough. I don't know. They were singing. Mm. Fuck if I know. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm I'm sure race is gonna have like a full redemption character arc, but <laughs> where where I I don't. No, he won't. That's for a different group to deal with. Dilly and Chacha go to hatch a plot to separate Hubert the Second and Nix. It does not work. We do very badly. We even get to a small altercation. Dilly gets very low and is now looking quite wretched with teeth marks all over his face. Oh, uh, yeah. Somebody else wanted to put things in their mouth. Yeah. Hubert the second in his dumb screen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that got a little intense there. Dilio's Nick say a uh, cipher. Uh, and then next day, it's time to meet the proctors and the auditor. Also, 
previous day, right after we talked to Ray Stilly, and Nick's felt like a burning on their arm, the burning tied to the uh, fire that they're sworn to. Mm-hmm. And we also saw the auditor doing a strange ritual of some kind. Small details mm-hmm. that might not be small. Yeah, anyway, go time. Round three of interviews. The auditor is ready to see the two of you. Wait, the two of us? Or all three? The auditor's probably not going to talk to a contractor. You're responsible for whatever the contractor does. Nice. <laughs> all right. Merrick talking to us, right? Yeah, it is Merrick. All right. Lead the way. Okay. Merrick leads you guys to the same cabin that the proctors had been meeting in. The proctors are, in fact, there. They are looking exhausted. Like, Ahani clearly has sweat beaded on her forehead. And Elthius is kind of leaning against the wall a little bit. And Heritus, this auditor, is standing there. And he turns and takes you in. Welcome, Nix and Dilly. This should be a relatively straightforward meeting. The proctors have indicated to me that there has been a consensus of agreement on the path forward. But I do have a few follow-up questions. Could you stand over there? And he kind of motions over to where the proctors are, and the proctors are sort of straightening out. Oh, okay. Dilly stands where indicated. Nix also stands where indicated. When it's the first time you've experienced this, it's a little odd, but it'll only pinch for a moment. Ooh. <laughs> pinch? <laughs> <laughs> and he raises his hand, and you can now see all along his arms are embedded bits of Numenera, as well as tattoos covered in strange sigils. And he starts breathing deeply, and his breath seems cavernously loud. Each breath is like almost like the breath of a great beast. And then you can feel where the fire licked your arms, that same burning feeling again. And you notice that around your feet, a circle of red and purple light is starting to shine, and it is doing the same around each of the proctors. Dilly is not outwardly panicking. (laughs) Yeah. You can feel this tight squeeze. It's almost like a tube sliding in around you, except that there's nothing visible there. (laughs) And you can feel, now that you're actually in the circle, when you look down at your arms where the fire licked you, it's now glowing brightly with purple light. All right. You see the proctors are tired, Clearly, they're kind of gritting their teeth. It is definitely very warm in these invisible tubes. Dilly, did you have your antiperspirant stone on? <laughs> um, it is on his person. I don't, but not being held. Yeah, I don't think being held. Okay. Yeah. Dilly, you feel this quiver in your head, and you notice that you get the sense of Aster kind of pacing back and forth in your mind. <laughs> Calm down, Aster. Don't pace under the table. Yeah, the auditor kind of lowers his hands, and there's no more light coming off of the auditor, but there's still that sense of the tube around all of you. And Harriton looks at you both and says, since this is your first preliminary audit procedure, you should be aware of a few things. We take audits very seriously here, regardless of the stature of the guardian 
you should be aware that you are currently bound by your oaths that you gave to the fire. Deception will be obvious and will be swiftly punished. Dilly, who, um, with his recent loose skin mutation, looks a lot like a kind of like a pug, kind of like squished up. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> and you just, Dilly just kind of nods, like, yeah, all right. Yeah. It's like if you could shove a pug into a glass beaker. Yeah. Or there's that one image of a corgi as like a wine cork. Mm hmm. It's just kind of like sitting there, like happy. <laughs> yeah. I tell you this not because that I would think that you would try to deceive me in any way. I merely say it because I am not in control of what the repercussions are if the oath is violated during this procedure. That's good. Nix is just thinking, don't answer any questions that aren't asked. Don't answer any questions that aren't asked. Like, don't talk. <laughs> I believe I have received satisfactory information about what the travelers may or may not know. But I do have a question, and that is, Nix, do you have any idea right now where the location of your missing journal is or in whose possession it is? The last I saw it, it was in the possession of uh, Joseph Kin from the Benevolent Society. All right. Are you aware of her whereabouts at this time? No. All right. Dilly. Yeah. I'm sorry for the trouble that you've been through. I know it has been a physically and emotionally trying time for you. Correct. I mean, no, thank you. I mean, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Are you capable of currently controlling the entity known as Aster. Um, I am pretty good at keeping him down. That is the limit of my control, though. I'm not 100% on it, like, in terms of keeping him down, but I'm pretty good at it. It's not complete control. But I answered the question. Yes, you've answered the question. Oh, thank God. <laughs> is Aster talking to you right now? No. And to your knowledge, does Aster have an agenda... Beyond, obviously, the agenda that has been disclosed before, that of killing you, which is, of course, something we don't want to have happen. We've lost enough guardians as it is. Are you aware of any other agenda that Astra has that may be counter to our mission? Um, no explicit agenda. He, being a relentless reaper, has his own oaths. Does the, pro the Protectorate mean anything to you? I've heard rumors. Nothing in detail. That's something you'd probably have to ask an archivist. Okay. He is sworn to the Protectorate, so I don't know how that interacts with the Guardians as an organization. That is all I know, uh, but no, no explicit agenda that I'm aware of. Which brings me to the question of Cha-Cha. The long pause from Harriton. Next, like, that's not a question. <laughs> so she, <laughs> she tells herself. <laughs> I have been informed that there is a consensus to offer Cha-Cha a place in the Guardians again. My question to you is, is that wise? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No doubts at all? Not. No. Okay. That seems to be one area where we don't have 100% consensus. He kind of looks over at Ahani. <laughs> but all parties have agreed to the path forward. If Cha-Cha is asked, to be clear, she may only be asked one more time after that. If she says no, she just has to remain a contractor, which means you will need to 
limit the information that she has and it will also make it more difficult for us to provide the rest of you with some of the training and resources that be useful just because of need to maintain secrecy and where we'd have to go because we just can't risk having i know you've traveled with zach but zach is an exception among contractors yeah yeah all makes sense okay you both understand those terms yes yeah mm-hmm. nix do you have any concern at this point of a personal conflict between your membership as a traveler and your role as a guardian uh no can i ask where that lies please elucidate on that uh yeah so uh there's not like an official process or anything but uh i have rescinded my membership in the in the benevolent society right. or they rescinded it for wait Nick <clears throat> just stops talking <laughs> <laughs> they rescinded well it was mutual you feel a little bit of a twinge on that but not an enormous amount of pain or anything like that just sort of like your oath is sort of more like a little warning <laughs> that it was close enough but and the auditor says i've been traveling with race who is full of stories <laughs> yeah i bet what are your impressions of race dilly ah uh, uh, he means well he means well all right <laughs> i don't feel like i've spent a whole lot of time with him all in all i know he means well but i think he also needs a therapist I think that's about... He needs guidance. A uh, therapist. He needs a therapist. What's a therapist? Uh, all right. Uh, like a mentor. A mentor for your mental health. All right. All right. Yep. Yeah, cool. Corex, would you agree with this assessment? You've dealt with race before, and Corex says, yep, he's well-meaning, but he can't be left unsupervised. All right, then, the auditor says. Then it's decided. You will ask Chacha if she wants to be a guardian. Nick's Dilly, it'd be best if it came from one of you, seeing as you all travel together and I'm sure trust each other implicitly. Explicitly. But after that, you guys will be assigned a budget for next actions on trying to deal with the buddy cop issue. I'm not sure exactly what the best approach is at this stage, Dilly, for helping you with using Astra as a resource. Some of that will depend on what places are available to you. And I'm aware there are other things going on. Yeah, per the, uh, the discussions earlier and our discussion in this meeting, race will be assigned to your party ongoing, and you'll provide the necessary on-the-ground supervision for him. Uh, do we have to do that last part? Yep. Uh, I just would like to note for the record that nobody asked my opinion. <laughs> would you like to share your opinion, Nix? Yeah, he's uh definitely needs... Therapy and, a, and close supervision, yep. <laughs> All right. Sounds like both of you seem to be aware of his flaws and should be ideal to help him with that. After all, you guys have survived a lot. Uh, we, uh, we're not great at, like, counseling. We can't. I don't... I... Well, Stannis is busy. I don't have anybody else free. We're all focused on this right now. And, uh... I think it's probably the best course of action. It's part of the reason why he accompanied here. I haven't told him that yet. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if he's going to want to hang out with us. I may have... Well, I told him about Vlad's death because, you know, that would be really fucked up if I didn't. And he didn't really take it super well. So I don't know. I don't know if he would even want to hang out with us anymore. I think he should probably just go back home with you. I don't... Or 
mention an archivist? Let him hang out in the library. That'd be great for him. Billy, give me a social role. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> of 27. Uh, I got 21. All right. Three levels of effort just for fun. So that's an 18. That's true. Oh, is that 16? Damn it. I'm sorry, Dilly. This is what I think makes the most sense. And while the three of you have been really effective, I think you could use him. He's got a gift with Numenera. And I think there will be difficult times ahead and much strange Numenera to deal with. Quite frankly, because we haven't had time to send you guys through, you know, full guardian training as far as policies and procedures. Race is at least already familiar with those. All right. You can use him as a bookkeeper, if nothing else. Listen, that sounds nice, but there's, like, a pretty high chance that Race will, like, get himself and or the entire group brutally injured or killed. Yeah, and actually, on a scale of, like, uh, I don't know, one to six, what would you say he lands at in terms of, like, power? Well, that's an interesting question. He's been through some changes. Puberty. (laughs) He's certainly um, become more physically capable than he was, according to our records. Whatever happened in those ruins with him seems to have given him a boost. Uh, It probably wasn't the ruins. So we were running out of storage space. Um, We put in a box in the pod, inside that box, uh, a little... uh, There was a jade egg in the pod. A jade egg. Yeah, with race. And when we talked to him, he said that he had not... He had no knowledge of a jade egg. All right. What can you tell me about the nature of those jade eggs? They're highly addictive, and uh, (laughs) they apparently hatch into some sort of creature, and we were pretty sure that that egg was hatching, which was why, you know, we thought it was wise to just, like, put it in stasis. Yeah, no, I think that that about covers it, yeah. It's, you know who Dr. Oz is? Are you familiar with, uh... I don't believe I've heard the name. Tell me about Dr. Oz and what you know about this individual. She is a nano who, uh, advises the queen in Charmon... And uh, previously had access to, like, or maybe still does. Well, did it explode? I think Chacha set it on fire. There was definitely fire. Anyway, had access to, like, a large artifact that, like, allowed her to recharge batteries, um, void batteries. And what she used, you know, in various applications. All right. And so you're saying this is the person that was producing these jade eggs. Yes, and then she would encourage her, like, her patients to incubate the eggs. And then we did see what we thought, like, were maybe, uh, Tilly, what is it called? You know, they're, like, floating Uh, in vats. Like, potentially the type of creatures that come out of jade eggs. But we're not 100% sure on that. Weren't they machines? I thought they were machines that were producing the eggs. I don't know. I did not write it down, which is super annoying. So, Harriton reaches into his pouch and pulls out a small notebook and a pencil and says, Why don't we start at the beginning where you first encountered Dr. Oz? And with that, we're going to cut over to Cha Cha. <laughs> and Cha Cha, you are in the cabin and there is a knock at the door. Who is there? It's Race. Am I supposed to talk to you? Because I thought there was like this whole contractor, I don't have to do shit rule. I was just looking for somebody to talk to. Everybody else is in the meeting, except Merrick, but he's busy on watch. (sighs) Fine. Thanks. And he comes in and, you know, as he walks in, once again, you notice that 
He's still raised, but he's looking like a little bit more filled out, a little buffer. He went to the gym while we weren't there. Cool. <laughs> he comes in and he just kind of finds a, you know, one of the unoccupied beds and just sort of like sits on the corner of it and says, been a lot to take in, but it sounds like you guys have been in the thick of it. I mean, I guess I really don't think of these things. What what happened to your arm? Oh, um, this is consequences for inaction. Mm. <laughs> um, I can see it's bandaged. Did you hurt yourself? Yes, yes. I stuck my hand in the floor and my bracelet almost got ripped off. But like, unfortunately, it did not. And it might be one of those things where like, I'm going to have to take off my hand to take off the bracelet. I'm not sure if it's retachable. Is reattachable? Hmm. Uh, well, would you like me to take a look at it? I'm pretty good with Numenera stuff. Oh, I, I was concerned you wanted to see if you could detach and reattach my hand. And that was going to be a danger signal, I think I've decided. Yeah, no, no, no. I, have, I don't want to hurt anybody. Except for that grenade, but I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Nix did, like, smack it back down into the group. But, yeah, I screwed up. Hey, it means you're learning. Yes, it does. Um, shall I? I mean, why not? I just reserve the right to react with violence if it gets weird. Oh, oh okay. And he looks at your arm and down at your wrist where the bracelet is. And he gets that sort of distant look in his eyes. And you can see that there is some wiring under his skin because he ran through that same thing that Dilly did. And it glows a bit as he is scanning. And he scans, and you can notice there is just the slightest drip of blood from his right nostril as he does so. He sits back for a second, and he says... Well, the good news is I don't think you have to cut off your hand to get rid of it. Oh, that is good news. Yeah, you just need the key. Like an actual literal key, or is this the metaphorical key that people keep asking about? Uh, it, it'll be extra-dimensional, for sure. It'll be sort of like, well, kind of what's happening in your hand. Like, sort of like the entities that, you know, you and Prentice, and he kind of gets quiet, um, talk to. Oh. But... It's not easy to see, but there there is a key there. I mean, it's definitely bound to you on some level, but there's a way to unlock it. You just have to get the key. Hey, that sounds good. Thank you. That was actually helpful. <laughs> I feel like I need to help you now. Well, that would be great. I'm a little nervous. I'm really nervous about Dilly. Do you think he's going to kill any more people? Dilly never killed anyone. Okay. Do you think the thing that's inside of him is going to kill more people? Aster, I mean, that's up in the air, honestly, honestly. But you need to acknowledge him as a separate person because that makes negotiations much easier. Negotiations? So you've talked to this thing? I mean, it'd be kind of rude not to. That's interesting. Aster has a very strong sense of self, so... It would probably make him angrier at you if you denied his existence. So as a self-preservation tip, don't deny his existence. Chacha huh. has like the smug look of, I helped. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
And actually, Race is sort of nodding and saying, I wonder, wonder how that works. And he takes out a notebook and starts jotting some things down. Ooh, if you can figure it out and negotiate a separate body, whether it's a separate body for Dilly or for Aster, I'm not sure at this point. But to separate them is a good bargaining chip for you. Yeah, it'll require a little bit of study, but I think this is an interesting problem. I know. And once you make yourself useful, you usually last longer. I heard you were pretty useful uh, picking out a Nixos agent. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just heard about Arya. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rock is your best friend. Rock beats a lot of things, especially in the back of the head. Good to know. Race for a moment, like, looks over his shoulder just to make sure his back is to a wall. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is good survival advice. Like, make sure your back is to a wall, Mm -hmm. but also that you don't have any enemies that face their walls. So, what's your story, Cha-Cha? I mean, you seem to show up. I guess it's not really clear to me, like, where you came from before you met the caller. I mean, and Chacha gets out her map. This is where I've been. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure which one is the first mm-hmm. mark, but I know it's there. Wow. There's, that's a lot of wandering around, Chacha. Yep. And a lot of no-no zones. Yeah. How old are you, Chacha? These are very difficult questions you're asking, aren't they? I guess I didn't think it would be hard. I mean, do you just always know how old you are? Yeah, I'm 27. You just said that like there wasn't math involved. <laughs> I'm actually now mentally I, mathing yeah. my actual age. Like, how old am I? Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to math this out, so I, it's going to bug me if I don't. I mean, it doesn't matter after 21, so. Eh. I would say 24, because then you can rent a car. Your brain isn't finished forming until 25. Okay. I'm older than that. Mm -hmm. so okay but like you were just wandering i mean where'd you grow up raised you the horrors the horrors so those things that only you see yeah they raised me and like were you an orphan did you lose your parents or are you this is another tough question yeah (laughs) you seem to be way tougher than i expected them to be um Tell you what, I'm going to (laughs) go. But thanks for the the help and the answers to those questions. um, What you could tell me anyway. I mean... I'll think about this Dilly Astra problem. Be useful and keep moving? I don't know. Maybe blanks in your mind are good things. Right, right. Okay, well... I'll see you around. And he's just like backing towards the door. (laughs) He opens the door and just sort of takes a peek behind him again, looking for somebody with a rock and then slips out. You got to master that distance between yourself and the wall in case they can face through walls. Thanks. And he's on his way. Meanwhile, Dilly and Nix, you guys have just spent 45 minutes being asked questions about every step of your experience with dr oz hey before you ask another question can you open up like a window in this thing just i'm gonna it's getting a little stinky in here i wish i could (sighs) all right what's the next one and ahani says please we can smell him from here oh god you could oh i thought we were all in our own tubes (laughs) 
I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The flaps, they're so sweaty. (laughs) So the auditor finishes taking their last notes on these items and says, all right, anything else that you guys think is pertinent to the matter of Dr. Oz before we wrap up? I don't think we would have withhold anything mm-hmm. besides our own ignorance or forgetfulness. So mm-hmm. yeah. that of Nick's as well. Well, uh, I do owe her a favor. Interesting. For the leg, I assume, or something else. Yeah. Yep. All right. But it's not to say that none of you have complications along those lines in different ways, shapes, or form. But it's something I'll make a note of here. In the meantime, I'm glad that we had consensus. This uh, preliminary audit meeting is now concluded. I do not find need for a full audit. And this mode of conversation can cease. And Harriton lifts his hands again, and there is that glow. And then you feel the tubes relax around you, and then all the lights subside in here. And you notice Ahani just sort of like halfway collapses against the wall. Because the proctors have been going through this for (laughs) hours before you guys. And Harriton says, that's excellent. Corex, I understand you're pretty exhausted. Otherwise, I would leave this part to you. But you guys have all been authorized a budget of 4,000 shins. Um, Make sure that you keep track of your expenses. Failure to keep track of expenses results in it being your liability for those expenses. So make sure to keep the proper documentation. Grace will be informed and will need to scrub this site since there is a risk that Possibly other people from the Nixos are aware of it, but that is not going to be your immediate concern. The Proctors and Merrick will deal with the scrubbing process. But yeah, you guys are now free to pursue this buddy cop problem as best you can. (laughs) All right. Thank you. I have more questions, but I also want to stand outside in the wind for like 10 minutes. So, sure. Okay, bye. Dilly goes and stands downwind and then just. Mm-hmm. dries out okay what does next do so uh while dilly is airing out i was just wondering like if we're going after buddy cop does that mean that uh we need to link up with stannis or that's a tough call i don't think you need to last i heard stannis was heading northwest i don't know if that's the appropriate course of action to take the last report i got from stannis suggested that she thought she had lost track of the entity so whether to go in that direction or whether to choose a different direction if there you have other leads perhaps it's something you can figure out with the help of your contractor and potential fellow guardian but you don't need to absolutely link up with her unless it makes sense to and uh is this like uh well, i assume just to be clear like it's like we're killing buddy cop when we when we find them right if that's the appropriate action to protect the door. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to be clear that, like... Yeah, it seems like it at this point. I'm not going to tell you that's what you have to do because you might uncover other information along the way that suggests a different course of action. You are guardians. It is your mission to solve the problem. You're not being issued a kill order and a bounty. You are being issued a mission to solve this problem. All right, yeah. No, I can work with that, for sure. Any other questions, Nix? No, I don't think so. I, uh... We'll go make uh, Cha-Cha the offer and uh, scoot. All right. The auditor steps out and waves Dilly over. What's your question, Dilly? Are there any other uh, 
guardian uh, resources that we'll have access to? Some of that depends on if Cha-Cha becomes a guardian. If Cha-Cha becomes a guardian, then it's easier for us to provide you a list of safe houses and things like that that you can connect up with. Gotcha. It's more difficult if she's a contractor and because then you have to kind of stay on the fringes of where our installations are. Right. Okay. But the proctors can provide you that. Okay, cool. Uh, any limitations on what we can use the budget on? Nothing as long as it is properly documented and it is associated with the mission. Nope. Okay. How do you become an auditor? Periton pauses for a second and says, it's a long process and very painful, but it's important. Did you choose or were you chosen? Any auditor that there is chose this. We're not we're not monsters, Dilly. Well, I, I wasn't saying that. Oh, oh. I'm just saying, like, I, I didn't know if you got any weird thoughts in your head because I know you guys were countering the travelers or things like that. They're a different breed. Well, I was kind of a curious about when you said that you weren't quite in control of what happens during the ritual audit process. So that's where that question came from. If like We're the auditors. We're the keeper of the fire. And the fire flows through us, but we don't control it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. That's all I have. So thank you. Daily awkwardly kind of like sidesteps around Ayrton and Excellent. I need to rest. And Ayrton starts walking off into the night. But oddly enough, not towards any of the cabins, just heading for the woods. <laughs> Dilly will watch Harriton until they are out of sight. Okay. You watch till they're out of sight. They've passed too far between the trees. Hmm. All right. Dilly catches up with Nyx. Okay. As you catch up with Nyx, as you guys are heading to your cabin, you go in and cha-cha. This has probably been about maybe 10 minutes after race left that they come in. Mm. Hey, cha-cha. I think... I did a good thing, maybe. All right. Could you be more specific, please? So I was talking with Race, and they were like, hey, to get the bracelet off that's turning my arm into this, you need a key. And so I was like, hey, you know how to survive Aster? Treat Aster like their own person. And they were like, hey, I wonder if I could separate them consensually Aster, like, you would both have your own bodies. I'm not sure who would end up with custody of this one. Okay. So, Race is working on that. And I taught him to be afraid of rocks. <laughs> Tilly immediately starts looking around for, like, bloodstains. What did you do? Mm -hmm. No, I just said they were very effective to the back of the head. Tilly starts looking around more frantically. <laughs> alright, alright, okay. Um, he walked out of here on his own two feet. Oh, good. Good. Chacha, we have a question for you. Okay. Is it a hard one? Because Reza asked me some pretty hard questions. Where are you from? Who are your parents? How old are you? How am I supposed to know the answers to these? These are like impossible questions. Uh, okay. Do you not know how, how old you are? Do you? I'm somewhere between 25 and 30. Exactly. That is a range. That is not a number. Race was just like, bam, here's a number. He's 27. Did you know that? No, good for him. Yeah. I was just like, okay. You know, Chacha, it's really good that you uh, took some time to get to know Race because Race is going to be traveling with us from now on. Well, or until we kill Buddy Cop. In what capacity? Because I'm like, I feel like it would be kind of mean after I had this conversation with him for him to be like in the cannon fodder category. 
Oh, yeah, no. Definitely want to keep him in the back, Cha-Cha. Definitely want to keep keep Race far away from, like, yeah. action, potential accidents, other people. Pretty sure that they're, the proctors and the auditor are trying to teach us a lesson. Uh, we're definitely getting... He's definitely getting passed off to us. That's for sure. Yeah. But it's the perils of your own success. <laughs> As you handle these meetings so well. Anyway, do you want to be a guardian? Uh, yeah, Cha-Cha. So, uh... This is your final offer to become a guardian if you would like to. And, uh, you know, I think that there are some definite pros to joining. Mostly, like, we can talk to you about shit. Also, a 4,000 chin budget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me alone? Us. All of us, yeah. Safe houses, allies, answers. Dental. You already picked a side, you know, so it's kind of like. But then I have to do those meetings. When was enough? If we don't fuck up Chacha, we should not, like, really ever have to do that again. Right, yeah. Chacha gives you this look of... No, seriously, Chacha, like, everyone we talked to was like, nobody ever meets an auditor. Like, <laughs> it was a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah, this is probably a one-time thing. Chacha, again, intensifies the really look of really? Well, I mean, between us and race, probably not, Chacha, but, like, you did really well. Didn't it feel good to, you know, stretch your capabilities and like get out of your comfort zone but like what happens when this keeps going and she's like gesturing at her arm like meh so uh they would help us make sure that it didn't keep going cha-cha in fact our mission i was gonna say should we choose to accept it but i'm pretty sure we don't have a choice um yeah is to kill buddy cop or i don't know protect the door by somehow possibly other than killing buddy cop it wasn't very clear I feel like your bracelet and your whole deal is probably the avenue that we should explore and try to test that connection with Buddy Cobb, which means we would learn about it and, like, maybe find the key. I guess. Why not? Good enough, I think. Yeah. Now what? We got to find a fire. Do you think Mama J's cabin? Maybe knock on Mama J's door and be like, yo. Um, Do you have a fire? That might be dangerous. I don't know if that's a good idea because I imagine Mama J is still, like, not up to snuff. I don't think anybody is. All right, I'll, uh... Nobody does snuff anymore. I guess I'll just go ask. Okay, well, Nick says you're stepping out. You hear an initial voice coming from Race's cabin, which isn't far away. This like, like, you're kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, they told Race. <laughs> it might be a thing where he's like, Aster, he might be afraid of you just a little. Just like, I mean... Probably should be, because he he's very squishy. Less squishy now, Chacha, allegedly. Allegedly. Kept looking for rocks, Dindy. Dilly Astor has not been responding to any of this, but you do feel like you like his attention is on everything. He's just not commenting. Yeah. Dilly just kind of shrugs in response. It's like, hey, it's, not, it's nothing. He's watching. So are you heading back to the proctor's cabin? What are you doing? Yeah, Nix walks over there and knocks on the door. Ahani answers the door. Ahani, hey. Uh, glad to see that you are recovering from your time in the tube. Smell really lingers, doesn't it? It really does. Like in the back of your throat. I, what? <laughs> yeah. Is it that bad? Honestly, Dilly, you've got to do something about that. I didn't realize there was a problem. Oh, Dilly, I didn't know you followed me. I. I will disappear now then. 
It like, disappears into a glimmer of illusion. Sorry, I thought that was a group thing. My bad. Uh, no, but Nick. What do you need, Nick? Nick would not probably have made that comment in front of Tilly. Uh, or maybe she would have actually. Oh yeah, great news. Um, for most of us, but uh, Chacha has agreed to become a guardian, and I was just wondering, like, when does she like do the whole oath fire thing? The honey sighs. I'll have a fire prepared. Oh, quick question, if I may. Like, when we die, like, do you cut the fire out of our arm? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you cut it. I mean, collect them and take them back to inter in one of the fortresses. Dilly suddenly reappears. So, like, what uh, what do you cut it out with? And, like, what is it? Is it just, like, a little, like, piece of flame? Or is it just, like, a glowing piece of meat? What is what A piece of, of flesh where the fire touched you. I mean, it's, it's interred as ashes. The skin itself gets fed back to the flame. So, do you just take, like, a small section? Or do you, like, skin the whole body? Whoa, cha-cha. <laughs> hello wow guys i really just thought um, i was gonna pop over here real quick and and ask you know and then come back no nix was like so mission focused she didn't even notice the fall honey's like vlad should have explained this to you but she shows you like about like a stretch of skin that's just like a little shorter than your forearm so it's like that's that's the part that gets removed oh all right so you don't just like roll it off like a glove you just just a little section <laughs> No, no, that's just, that's fucked up. That's what I was saying. Like, that's why I was asking, because it seemed kind of fucked up, you know? Are you okay? Like, your fangs seem to be sticking out a bit more than earlier. Dope. But Nick's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Nick's, like, reaches up to her face to touch her, her fangs. Yeah, they're a little bit more prominent. I mean, you can still, like, retract them. But they're more, now more clearly visible, like, just behind your front canines. Thanks for letting me know. I assume that I'm just, like, not done, you know, with the transformation. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll talk to Eltheus and the caller about summoning a fire. Awesome. So this fire, uh, or maybe we should wait till after Cha-Cha does her thing. Yeah, I'll ask after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. So a little bit of time passes maybe an hour, and Mama Jay is sort of limping out to the center of this settlement on a cane, and Merrick is steadying her. And the rest of the proctors have gathered some wood there. Horex reaches down and slides a small piece of Numenera underneath the wood, and the caller raises up a hand and says something in a language that none of you recognize. And the wood bursts into flames. And Dilly and Nyx, you feel not a painful sensation, but just a warming sensation on your forearms, where you were marked before. Then Mama Jay says, Cha-Cha, I'm so happy you've made this choice. I mean, it was kind of one of those things where, like, once we took away, like, the, what do you call it? Conflict of interest? Yes. There we go. My con my consul is currently being banished, so Dilly is my impromptu consul. Hey, uh, hey, what's up? Okay, but you are deciding to do this of your own free will, right? Nobody's forcing you to? Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty impressive if someone could force me to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Jay gets a huge fucking grin at that. 
I believe that's true. Dang, we saw what happened. Kacha, your right arm, your physical arm, you lift up your sleeve a little bit and extend it towards the fire. Chacha kind of looks at, like, her hands, like, how am I going to roll up my sleeve when one of them's not physical? <laughs> and so she's, like, <laughs> rubbing her sleeve against, like, her torso, like, is this how I'm going to do it? Because she can't ask for help. <laughs> as your console, let me help you out here. Use the gloves. I'll just take a chance to do it very quickly, just, like, Okay, so you pull it up, and I'm not going to go through the whole oath again. But Mama J leads Cha-Cha through the oath. And at the end, the flame licks out and hits your arm, Cha-Cha, on the forearm. And it only hurts for a moment. And then the fire burns black. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, what the fuck? Dun-dun-dun-dun. So, Alex, something about this episode. I like that we just kind of, you know, worked through our issues and talked things out. And we made a plan. And we might know what we're doing, maybe. Like, it's kind of like a 40% we know what we're going to do. <laughs> I never give, like, anything above a 70% for us. Yeah. Unless it's Scorps. Yeah. For everybody but Nick's now. Truth. Very true. <laughs> cool. Well, I also have some good news for you guys. <gasps> what? You guys have gone through all this. You passed your proctor meetings <gasps> and your audit with flying cars. <gasps> Take that, bureaucracy. Cha-Cha joined the Guardians. Um, you made progress. You discovered things about Hubert II. You guys stopped Arya. You guys all have five additional XP. Oh. Holy shit. Okay. Well, we can do a lot of bad things now. I mean, what? But you guys can ponder that. I'm already spinning but, it. Uh, <laughs> 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 While you're thinking about it, we're spending it. We have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Samson's turn. Oh, shit. Samson, what would you offer listeners an XP to check out? I would offer them an XP to check out the BBC radio play of Lord of the Rings. This is a 1981 uh, production of Lord of the Rings, and it's not like an audiobook. It's like a audio play. Like, it's... They adapted it. They're not just reading from the book. And it is fantastic. It's 13 episodes. I believe it's it should be free like anywhere, like SoundCloud or even like through the BBC uh, website. And what I love about this adaptation of Lord of the Rings is like the acting, I think. It's got all these, they do all these like subtle shit in uh, this radio play that they make like a full soundscape. And I've never like heard anything like this. Like not to kind of like faint praise, damn with faint praise, like our own podcast, but like, <laughs> It's wild. It's so good. And then also, like, the actors are, like, a lot of well-known stuff. Ian Holm, who played out uh, Bilbo in the movies, he plays Frodo in this adaptation. Mm. Bill Nighy is Samwise. What? Yeah. Bill Nighy is Samwise mm -hmm. Gamgee, and he's, like, the best part of it. Bill Nighy is so fucking good. Is he still teaching us science? No, that's Bill Nye. Bill Nighy is, uh... You know what, Alex? I was with you. <laughs> I was like, I... That's... I was like, no way. <laughs> I know, it's just like science. <sighs> Bill Nye, he was in Love Actually, I think it was. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, I, I've never actually seen Love Actually. What about Underworld? Yes, he was he in was, that. He was in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, too. He was slowly about fast. I did see that, and I liked it. Yeah, but yeah, this is a fantastic version of Lord of the Rings, and 
better than the audiobook because it's not a billion hours. It's 13 hours long, one hour for each episode. Uh, it's just so fucking good. So fucking good to see how they like portray everything in uh, audio form. Some things they explain explicitly and other things they just leave up to the imagination. Mm-hmm. What's a good example? The encounter of the Nazgul on Weathertop is just a bunch of random sounds that they don't need to bother to explain. It's fucking encounter with these dark forces. Who cares? Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool stuff like that. Again, acting is amazing. I highly recommend it. Cool. Well, Samson, oh, fuck. if people wanted to tell us about their experiences with it or the podcast, how would they do that? Uh, I always forget I have to keep talking. Hey, you know, it's a great place to start. Explorerswanted.fm. That's our website. You can find our episodes there as well as our socials on Twitter. We are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. Also, if you want to hang out with us more directly, we have a Discord. Great Discord. Talks about plants and foods and movies and video games and stuff. You can find that at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Also, if you would like to support us financially, that'd be great. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash explorerswanted. You can also support us by using our Dice affiliate code at dice and get 10% off your order. But if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you could do for us is to tell a friend, tell them why you like the show and why they should listen to it. The second best thing you could do is to write us a five-star review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It makes a huge difference for people checking us out. If you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, well, when you get that queasy feeling in your stomach, as if something you ate disagrees with you, remember that that's not necessarily your fault. Sometimes the things we eat turn against us. You can take some medicine to help with this discomfort, but be careful not to agitate your food. Because your ribs are the rungs of a ladder, and it's oh so close to your heart. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. Oh, I'm probably still at Slam Potato. Is anybody else, like, reliving those indigestion commercials with a whole new meeting? <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I'm Tea with Unicorn on Twitch and Real Tea Unicorn on Twitter. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! Bye!